Thank you for tuning in to Spiritual Debriefing from First Baptist Church Hawassi, a podcast about Christian men living a Christian life in a very unchristian world. With your hosts, Daniel Meadows, Derek Fisher, Randy Bryson, and Jed Harris. My name is Ray Taggart, and I'll be pushing buttons and turning knobs. And tonight's special guest is Mike Taylor. Hey, what's going on? We are the men's ministry group from First Baptist Hawassi. My name is Brother Daniel Meadows. I am the youth pastor and men's ministry director at First Baptist. And uh, my name is Ray Taggart, and I am a well, just a member of First Baptist Hawassi. And the sound engineer. And I'm Randy. I am also a member of First Baptist Church. I like that, Randy. That was nice. Thank you. No, I'm Derek, and I'm also a member at Hawassi Baptist Church. How lovely. And I'm Mike Taylor. I'm the old guy. Uh, they've uh, allowed me to sit in to figure out what's going on. Also the one that teaches the Bible study for the men's group. Bible study, Sunday school. Yep. He's a teacher. Okay, I'm Jed. <laughs> yes, Daniel, I'm short. <laughs> and I am also a member of Iwasi. <laughs> awesome. Hey, we're so glad y'all joined us uh, today on this podcast. Forgot the dog. The footsteps that you heard was <laughs> my dog. We are at my house. Um, so we are we we got together we we meet for bible studies every sunday night and we just enjoyed our conversation that we felt uh led to do a podcast to uh continue on with what god's teaching us uh to share that out with everyone and so um after much prayer and consideration uh we all agreed that comfort zone would be the first one to tackle um and so derek actually kind of brought this up um of comfort zones and getting out of comfort zones and so i'm going to pose actually the first question to you derek to kick us off what does comfort zone mean hmm like to me comfort zones more of being comfortable i mean like really like you know when we go to church and we just have the same kind of routine the same thing it's like our comfort zone and i really wanted to start this comfort zone discussion because I know a lot of us are dealing and struggling of getting out of our comfort zone. And even like this tonight, right? I mean, this is a huge step to get out of our comfort zone. I just, I don't know. I mean, to me, that's what comfort zone really means to me. It's just kind of just doing the same thing over and over again, just being comfortable. What do you think, Randy? Oh, in terms of comfort zone, I would I would probably just, like you said, just being in a safe zone and don't bother me. Mm-hmm. But at some time, you got to get that nudge, and you you want to do something, but you don't know how. But then you get a bunch of group of men together like this, and all the ideas sound great. So either do it or don't. All right. So, get out, of, get out of that safe zone for a little bit. And yeah, it's going to be embarrassing, but one thing we got to – coming up with this as well, one thing – everybody has a comfort zone. It's not trying to point a finger at just one person or 
hey, you're doing this, you're doing that. Everybody has something that they're comfortable with that they need to either get out of or exceed with. Mm-hmm. So don't don't think we're just pointing fingers at just certain people. No, and even yeah. like the discussion is, is that we wanted to show, I mean, what we go through, you know, as Christians as well. I mean, lots of Christians have lots of struggles. And like the comfort zone is probably one of the biggest struggles that we deal with because we're comfortable, yeah. you know, and and getting out there and 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 sharing God's word and and telling people about Jesus. Sometimes it's very uncomfortable. We just that's why we wanted to kind of do this tonight was just to show, hey, we're all dealing with the comfort zone struggles. Just thought of a question um, as we were talking about that. One thing we do a lot of times is we will interchange comfort zone and complacency. Mm. Is there a difference between the two? No, I don't. I, I don't think so. It'd be very small if there was. I mean, yeah, it, and it, it'd probably vary with the, the person, too. I, I believe we had a small conversation about some of it where if if you're God's will and you're, you're in your comfort zone. Is that a good or a bad thing? I believe Mike brought that up to us. My thought was that, you know, we talk about comfort zone. We always think about we got to get out of our comfort zone. But when you are actually seeking God's will and you're where you're supposed to be and you're doing what God's asked you to do, you're comfortable. Not that you're not supposed to continue to look for his will, but you're where you're supposed to be. The problem is that if you stay there too long, then you become complacent. That was kind of the definition I had. Then you become complacent. You no longer look for God's will. You give up looking for God's will, and then you're in that problem where you're not sharing the gospel. You're not doing what God wants you to do, um, and you get out of touch with your Christian walk. Well, yeah. I feel like one of the greatest blessings, or however you want to put it, but the greatest thing is, is all of us that are sitting here, we're looking to follow God's will. Mm, absolutely. God has put us all at this church at Hiawassee. Mm-hmm. We're all together. And by putting us all together, it's easier for us to get out of our comfort zone as a group. Right. There's things that I would not do if it wasn't for you, Derek, Randy, Daniel, any of you, Mike. It just wouldn't happen. Right. So long as you're seeking God's will, he's put us in the same spot. He's put us to here. It's all tools to be used for him. Mm -hmm. And whoever thought you'd be doing this tonight. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And, and we go to that complacency. And, and with my law enforcement background, you know, I was a police officer for almost 10 years. And we've always trained that way, right? That complacency kills, right? Because right. we've seen officers, you know, die. And we always kind of look and what, you know, why did that happen? You know, how did that happen? In some cases, it's complacency. We just almost get lazy. You know, we... It goes into anything that we do. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You, just like you, me using farm equipment all the time. Simple little thing like putting out hay, which you're just now starting to do with right, your tractor. Right, Which is too small for that. Yes. <laughs> but yes. you know how you're doing it. And if you continue to do so, you will make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Because you'll be complacent. Right. And it will come. Yeah. Because I've made them. 
I've had tractors on two wheels before. Yeah. It's not fun. No. <laughs> but then you remember, <laughs> don't do it. And I think probably all of us had an opportunity where we might have been in a profession where we have to do professional development. If you don't do that professional development and you're satisfied where you're at, you're never going to grow. So um, same thing when we apply that to the Bible. If we're not into God's word and we're not studying God's word all the time, we get complacent about God, what God wants us to do. And we really have to be careful about that. So, yeah, to follow up to finish that question that Mike was talking about before and to add to y'all, I think my answer to Mike was I, I believe there is a positive to being in a comfort zone in God's will, but we shouldn't be so focused on just that, that God's telling us to do something else or move, that we should be able to see that as well and not be able to just be complacent in one area saying, oh, I'm doing God's will. Well, God may want you to do other things as well at the same time. And if we're not paying attention to that, we, we think we're doing the right, we may be in the wrong. So mm -hmm. yeah. a comfort zone can be a positive or a negative. So. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I think um, a lot of times when we talk about following God's will and doing God's will is sometimes we, we think that it's God's will but it's what we want to do, mm -hmm. right? And, and that's all part of that complacency and that comfort zone is, is we think we're doing what God's called us to do, but it's selfishly what I want to do, right? Um, and so... And you may not see that until right. it's too late. Right, right. yeah, yeah. So it, it was like um, uh, when, when I left my last church back in, uh, what was that, 2016, I, I thought God was leading me into law enforcement, right? And, and I went and did that for a year and a half, two years, and, and that was the most miserable time of my life. But that's what I knew. That's what I studied in college. That's what I always wanted to do and be. And so I thought that was God's will, but it was really me running from what God's will really was, which was to be a, a youth pastor and a pastor in a church. Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think when, when we get into where we're comfortable and we run from what God's calling us to do, um, we, we get uncomfortable in our walk with God. Does that make sense? Right. Yep. And actually, it's something that, that I thought of when we were talking about this, because I'm uh, newly saved, if you will, uh, within the last few years. And just coming back to church again was getting out of my comfort zone. It was an uncomfortable thing to do to how are people going to look at me? How are people going to see us? And are they going to judge us? And uh, one of the things that it quickly was realized is you step out of that comfort zone. And as it says in the Bible, in numerous places, he is the God of comfort and he will actually bring you comfort. You will be uncomfortable, but then mm -hmm. you won't be. And then you take another step and you do something else and he will then bring you the comfort again. And it's this constant growth. It's this constant exploration of what is the next thing that God wants us to do. And yes, it will be scary. It will be, again, uncomfortable, but he will bring that comfort to you if it's what his will is. That's, that's what I've discovered over and over again in the last few years. So as we think about comfort zone, Randy, I think you said something while ago um, that sometimes you don't realize you're in it, right? Or something to that effect. Yeah, I'm trying to think what, what my conversation was that. <laughs> I played I played too much football and got hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's say that that um, the podcast, right? 
for for all of us, I would say this is probably a little bit uncomfortable. Oh yeah, that's out of my right? comfort zone. Absolutely, I, I don't mind speaking in front of a microphone, um, but I don't like hearing my voice. So to me, you know, that's a little bit right. uncomfortable. Is there any other way to realize you're stuck in a comfort zone and not moving? One of the yeah. things that jumps right to me when you talk about that is is the comfort zone is is the non-action, right? It's even though you're doing things, you're busy, your life is real busy, but there's all those times where you say, well, maybe I should do this, nah, right? I mean, no is one of the most comfortable words you can say. Or taking the easy way. Right, yeah. exactly. If you don't want to do something, you say no, and right. you, how good do you feel <laughs> as soon as you're like, I really don't want to do that. You yeah. say no, and you walk away, and you're like, oh. Or, or the normal response, I'll pray about it. Yeah, right. The, the, yeah, I'll the, pray the church, about it. The church, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like Mike, you know, and everybody telling me to teach Sunday school. Oh, yeah, I'll pray about it, guys. Yeah, I sure will. <laughs> yep. Yep. But I finally told Mike that you need my help on I'm ready. You know, let's do it. Yep. Because that's going to be out of my comfort zone. Right, because it's really easy to say. Again, yeah. non-action, not doing something yeah. different than what you've been doing or trying something new. That's, I yeah. guess, one good way to realize that you might be stuck in a, a comfort yeah. zone because it's just Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think that you, when you're in your comfort zone, you're not growing. Yeah, you're not challenging yourself. You're not challenging. Yeah. Like it, it, and to realize that you're in that comfort zone is knowing that you're not growing, right? It's like, man, I go to church. I listen to the sermon, I go to Sunday school, but am I really learning? Am I really advancing, you know, doing God's will? What is that? Am I admitting your problem the first thing? Don't have a problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So realizing you're stuck in a routine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, we can. I mean, yeah. and, and it's pretty much our, our human nature, right? Because what do we do normally? You know, we wake up at the same time. We get out of the bed at the same way. We drink coffee in the morning. We do this. So we're in this routine. And now when something messes up that routine, now we're like, oh, no, I can't have that happen. We become stubborn we become, Yeah, we become <laughs> yeah, stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> but that's almost like your comfort zone, right? I mean, there's something new. It's something different. And, and, we, and we have to realize, I think pretty much everybody said that, is that God is comfort. I mean, God is going to be there with you. And, I mean, we have numerous stories in the Bible about God doing that. I mean, even the first one, I think, was, was uh, Moses and Adam, right? I mean, God came to Moses and says, you, you need to go and free the uh, Egyptians. Israelites. Israelites, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. From, from, sorry. The, from, from Egypt. the Egyptians. Yeah, sorry. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, Moses and Aaron. Moses and Aaron. I, I don't. Adam I had all was of this, the... and that's why it was funny because I had all of this all day, and and as I was telling Mike too, and I said I had all of this all day, and now it's like I just a brain fart. Adam I mean, was really. in the garden. Right, right. And we were just talking about that before this. We were talking about how perfect it was, but you know, yeah. I, I think most of us. I, I'm not going to speak for everybody. I got in trouble once for that. I know. <laughs> but, you know I, I won't say funny. majority. I, at most majority of the time, it's it's fear of trying new things, the, doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what I got, it, lack of confidence and self-confidence and being unhappy most of the time. I mean, if you're in a rut, that's the first thing you're going to think of, right, is being, I want to be happy. But you don't think of the steps of how to get there. You, you just, you're so down on yourself. So, I mean, 
the challenges of being in the comfort zone is it will bring you down. Mm-hmm. So I'm, well, even just like that, right there, you you are going to get criticism. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're we're going to get criticized, you know, certain ways, but we take that and we learn from it, right? I mean, just a minute ago, <laughs> you know. But I'm like, I had all of that prepared, but I just didn't come out right. Well, it's just like last night. Three of us got out of our comfort zone. Oh, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Thanks to Daniel and Autumn. It, and for, Mike. For those and, of, Mike. and Mike. Yeah. Mike was involved, yeah, too. Yeah, for, for those of you, yeah, Jed's about to explain yeah, what I'm he going means to explain. by that. Uh, last night, for the youth group, uh, Autumn asked us to get stand up and give our testimony in front of the youth group. And I don't do a whole lot of public speaking, even though... That's kind of my job, <laughs> but I just you, you couldn't talk I fast don't enough speak. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I didn't talk fast enough. Yeah, I just say a lot of numbers real fast. <laughs> yeah, but Derek, of course, he had to go first, and after following him, it was kind of even worse. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was way out of the comfort zone. Yeah. Well, and it even was for your daughter too, Derek. Oh yeah. I mean, Autumn. Autumn is one of the seniors uh, in the youth group, and she's stepped up huge in the last year right from from stepping into some type of leadership position to uh, wanting to even even lead uh, the bible study last night and i thought it was great just watching I'll second her. that she did an awesome watching job her oh, yeah, i was yeah. so proud well yeah. i'm going to tell you my girls come home and they they enjoy wednesday night service but they don't always say that was good and last night no more got home and sat down that was really good. I really enjoyed that, both of them. Yeah. And we need to follow that down. Because they didn't have to hear me the whole time. <laughs> right. It yeah. might be, but we need to kind of follow the lead there because yeah. we're hitting on something. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and that was the thing, too, is um, I've always wanted to develop teenage leaders, right? That's always been one of my purposes and goals in youth groups, but it's been hard for me to let go of some responsibilities. Um, that gets me a little uncomfortable because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and well, so, that's a little bit of your comfort zone. It is. And so actually Autumn kind of pushed me out of that because she was like, I think we should do this. I was like, okay, let's do it. Well, it makes <laughs> yeah. it a little more personal yeah. for the kids. Yeah. I was, I was having a conversation with mine last night on the way home, and I'm like, do you realize how hard that was for Autumn? I mean, don't don't look at the adults. We should be all doing that already. But look at your leader last night, close to the same age. You know how hard it is to talk as a kid to people your same age in school. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough to go to school, and then you sit there and talk about God and Jesus in front of them. I, I'm not going to say it's wrong, but I'm saying you know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough for us to get out of our comfort oh, zones yeah. now, but you're going to see these kids at school every day. You don't know what they're saying. You, you're, you're, you know the routine of school, but... I was like, you need to follow that example right there. I was like, as kids, we wasn't, I'm not going to say forced to do that, but we wasn't really pushed to do stuff like this. But last night I said, you need need to take that as an example right there and run with it. I was like, don't ever be scared of anything. Autumn's deal was to get out of a comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. And, And even at church camp this summer, we talked about that a little bit. Um, I had all the students, and all the students have written their testimony several times um, over the years at youth, and even 
at camp they wrote it and then they had to go share and for everyone but Wyatt uh Derek's son that was the hardest <laughs> thing ever <laughs> they, they they were so terrified to share the testimony with somebody at camp because it made them uncomfortable mm-hmm. you know and, and I think back when I was their age I remember um, right after I surrendered to the ministry my youth pastor allowed me the opportunity to teach on a Wednesday night to the whole youth group and and our youth group was running 250 to 300 students and you talk about nerve-wracking you know I made sure I wore dark jeans in case I, I pottied myself <laughs> um, but but it was it was it was nerve-wracking and it was uncomfortable and and I just think um, even now you know I've been doing ministry now for 12 years and I still get nervous every time I get up to preach whether I, it's a Wednesday night to teens or whether it's from the pulpit on a Sunday morning to fill in that I just I can remember back in church camp when I had to do the same thing and I wish I was that person then, now. I regressed. <laughs> I really did. I didn't mind sharing it at church camp. It was good. Now, did I mind when I got back home into school? Yeah, that changed my comfort zone. But it still would probably, I regressed because I probably wouldn't share mine. It wasn't as easy last night to share it right there in the middle of, fellow believers Mm -hmm. again right right and even sharing my testimony last night like you guys know i'm not i don't cry i don't do anything i'm like i don't even think i don't even think my kids even ever saw me cry right but yeah i didn't see any tears (laughs) no i didn't see any but it gets emotional i mean it really does i mean it just but that was out of my comfort zone going up there and telling the kids my testimony but you could tell it's sincere if you do have some emotion behind it, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can always fake something emotionally, but you can tell when it's sincere. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I have a daughter too, but she's not that old yet. But I couldn't imagine what it actually has to be like for them in this age because it is very different from when it was when we were younger. There's always been a persecution, there's always been a way that people who aren't Christians look at Christians, but it, I don't think I'm wrong in saying that it has gotten hotter mm-hmm. in even dramatically so in the last few years. And I couldn't imagine how difficult it must be for them in that situation going to school and being, you know, they could be afraid to face a lot of, you know, uh, pushback or blowback against them for saying, just saying they're a Christian nowadays, unfortunately, which, again, the Bible says that will happen. But um, it's just it shows a lot of bravery in them for even being able to do that in front of Christians, but that gives them that little step that even I, as, again, a newly saved Christian, mentioning that to people was one of the things. I mean, I think it took me six months before I felt even comfortable talking about it with people I worked with or stuff like that. You know, I didn't really openly talk about it a ton because I... Was afraid I wouldn't know what to say next if they started asking questions right. or doing something else. So it's a it can be tricky. It can be real tricky. Judd, you mentioned something that kind of struck a thought with me is that that we uh, uh, we can be real comfortable at our churches. We're real that's our comfort zone in terms of being around there. Uh, and then when we think about taking that 
that comfort level to the outside and go share it with someone like we expect our kids to do at school. Uh, we ask our kids to be testimonies to the schools and then we have to kind of look at our own lifestyle and say, are we a reflection of what we want our kids to be? And that's where we really have to challenge ourselves to get out of our comfort zone. And the way we have to do that is we obviously got to stay in scripture. We got to stay in God's word. Mm -hmm. We have to stay in fellowship like this with brothers in Christ that are, that are here trying to learn and grow from that. Uh, we have we we lay some expectations on our kids that sometimes we don't want to live up to ourselves because it's too uncomfortable. I was just about to ask, um, what steps are there for us to get out of our comfort zones? Mike kind of touched on that a little bit there, staying the word, staying fellowship. But what else is there? Is there anything else? I would add to that as as far as staying in the word and everything. Of course, praying is going to be mm -hmm. a top of the list. But self-reflection for personal use is, you know, be creative and test yourself in, in different ways. I mean, if you don't challenge yourself in this comfort zone, will you really know your full potential of doing anything in your life? Yeah, and for me it was people telling me. Like, man, I see you teaching Sunday school. What? Me? Like, really? Uh, do, do you know me? You, you know, you must see something I don't see. You know what I mean? It's just, and it's going, okay. I, and I did, and I, and I have prayed and prayed and prayed on it, you know, and not just say that I prayed on it. Oh, I'll pray about it, boys, you know. But it, it, that's how, you know, you're, you, that's, I think that's one of the steps on getting out of your comfort zone is the people that are around you are going to notice things, right? Man, you know, even like Ray, you know, I, I think I told Ray too, I said, man, I see you teaching Sunday school too, man. Like, and he's already told Mike, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we make fun of him in Sunday school, too. We're like, oh, the teacher's assistant, you know. But <laughs> teacher's pet. Teacher's pet, you know, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But I could see that, you know. Just because I'm the only one who actually, you know, fills out the Not answers in the correct, book. Correct, yeah. You know, yeah. does the homework. Well, that's how I was doing, you know, like in school. I was looking at your paper, and then, oh, yeah, that's what Ray has. <laughs> But I think that's one of the steps is really the people that you're, you know, I guess, I don't know, hang out with, you know, or, you know, that you're closest to. Closest to. And they can, you know. Help push act, you in that direction. Help, help push you. Yeah, absolutely. To take action. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I was about to think or say was just to, to have somebody that is willing to push you, right? Um, I think any, anything we've done. Most of us have stepped into it because somebody said, hey, I could see you doing this, or I think this would be great if you did that, right? I mean, there, there's a lot of things that... There's a lot of things I can think of um, to where if somebody wouldn't have pushed me, I wouldn't have done it, you know? Because mm -hmm. um, you got to think, when you're a senior in high school, we just talked a little bit, about these kids nowadays have it way harder than we did, right? And even when we think back to when we were, when we were kids and teenagers, as a senior in high school, would any of us taught a seventh grade boy Sunday school class? Mm, probably not. No, no. I, I, <laughs> and I wouldn't have either if it wouldn't have been for my youth pastor at the time pushing me into it. You know, like that—that's scary because you're a senior in high school. It's senior year you got to be all 
Yeah, I'm one of that. the cool kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and here I am teaching a bunch of snotty nosed seventh grade boys who didn't know how to shower at the time. <laughs> I'll I'll add this too. If you guys need somebody to push you, Derek over here, he's he's pretty good at that. He'll yeah. send you motivated texts all day long if you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Derek and Mike both. <laughs> Michael see something and he'll push you. Yep. Absolutely. I see so much potential, and uh, I. One of the things, uh, as we look at this coming week in our our study about exhortation, that one of the things I see is I, I just see so much potential, and I get frustrated sometimes when I see potential kind of going down a drain, and and just because we don't want to get out of our comfort zone, just because we don't want to take that challenge, just because we're have that fear, um, you know. Uh, my scripture, my favorite scripture, uh, Joshua 1, 9, uh, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I hold on to that all the time, and I try to try to enforce that or to, to, to see the potential. In this room is so much potential, and they have the love of the Lord. They have a desire to do God's work. They just have to get out of their comfort zone and take a step forward and go do it. So I have all the, I'm really encouraged to see these guys doing what they're doing. We thank you for that. Yeah, too. we do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I had something I was just about to ask and I lost it. Old people can forget. You can't. Yeah. Uh, well, we might I have know. to be like Randy and take notes I, and have like a whole thing. I know. Five page notes. Right. And I will let you know, this is probably the first time I've ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> and, I will, I, and the reason why is I believe Mike got on to me Sunday night about, am I the one taking notes and who's not? Uh, because, <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Because, you're, because your book was blank. Oh, Mike's pushing <laughs> like <again>. my mind. <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm the youngest one here, and I can't remember what I was about to ask. So I'll expect the books to be filled out Sunday Sunday night. Is that what I'm hearing? Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> On all of them, it'll say C. Uh, I'll Ray, say, Ray, what do you got written I, down uh, so far? <laughs> yeah, Ray, Ray, can you text us, please? No, I'll no take, Xerox copies. <laughs> I'll tell you like I told Derek. Don't make me lie to you. Right. <laughs> oh, I, I got it now. Thanks. I don't know why that reminded me. Do we stay in our comfort zones because we are doing things that we like? Or do we stay in our comfort zones because that's just who we are? Well, like I said this, I think it was this last week, right? I said, why are we doing the things that we like, not the things that God likes, right? What would like us to do. And I think that's what a big thing is, is that's why we're in our comfort zone so much is because we like to do those certain things. And I, 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 I think I told you, Jed. I think it was like last week. I told you that. I'm like, you know. Yeah. Well, why am I doing the things I like, not what God likes me to do? Why? You know. And it's just like, you know, even when I say that now, I'm like, man, God. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, and, and that's a good point that you, as you said, is it because you're doing things you like? often, but I also think I've seen my, in myself and other people, you can get stuck in doing something you know is not good for you. You may be beating yourself up about it constantly, but you still keep doing it because it's what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. And again, it's comfortable. I mean, you can look at anybody who's trying to get rid of a, a habit or an addiction or, you know, get, you know, whatever it is, sinning in a way that you know you don't want to, one of the things you're struggling with, but it's more comfortable to do nothing than to try to 
change. Even if you're telling yourself, this is wrong, this is what I don't want to do, but it's the easy thing to do. And so you just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I'll throw this in there to follow up why we want to do our things and not others. I, I was reading through Matthew right here, 1624. It says, Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man will come unto me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And to myself, I was thinking, well, if we put our interests and desires away uh, and seek God's desires by following Jesus, you know, that definitely gets us out of our comfort zone quickly. Because we sit here and think, you know, God gave us a commandment to go spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. We have the challenge. And if we put our faith in God and, and do what we're supposed to do, God's desire is not ours. That comfort zone shouldn't be there unless it's the comfort zone, like Mike was talking, where we're following God's will. Mm-hmm. So, and, the, and then to follow up the rest of it, I got another scripture. It's just like, <laughs> you, know, Jesus, you know, Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Right. So that just brings us back to the, if we're trying to do it ourselves, I don't think we're going to do much. Mm-mm. So back to praying and having God fill us with the Holy Spirit right. to move us in yeah. the right direction. Of course, that scripture was Matthew 9, 26, so 19, 26, if anybody wanted to know that. But I, I was just going through a few of those things like that, and I was just like, man, we already got our challenge. It is our human nature just holding us back because we want to be comfortable and not be messed with and just, you know, laziness. Right. Oh, God, yeah. God can also, though, take things that we like. I like horses, right? I love horses. I love riding horses. I love using horses to do different things. And I, I believe God can take things that we like to do to make us uncomfortable. Does that make sense? So, like, one of the things um, that, that I do is, is with the horses, I'll share the gospel with people mm-hmm. while working with them on a horse, right? And, and using the horse as a demonstration. And, and so, like, sharing the gospel um, may sound weird, but it always makes me nervous because I'm afraid if I mess something up. You know what I mean? And so I think God can take things that we like, like horses, building things, cars, farming. Um, <laughs> right. That's all in the Bible. Right. right. It's right. all Except it's for all, cars. I don't think yeah. cars are in there. But, yeah, the cars weren't. You know, especially but, the ones I work on. But, yeah, lots of chariots. Yeah, a lot of, lot of a lot chariots. chariots. Yeah. But, yeah. like, God can use that and move you from a place of complacency mm-hmm. into a place of being uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, like even when I was in law enforcement as a police officer, you know, one of the biggest things was, you know, we didn't take anybody's sides, right? There's in her our, side, his side, and the right, truth. Right, in our, in our opinion, you know, even, you know, when was the opportunity to bring up God to people? You know, like, you're a counselor. I mean, you go in there and you deal with people that are just having a really bad day or they're fighting with their spouse. And you're like, do you know what it says in the Bible? You know, like, I want to bring the Bible into it. But, you know, it was great, though, when I could walk in the house 
and I could see crosses on the wall. And I says, all right, cool. You've already opened up the opportunity. Let's talk. You know, what's going on here? Why are, why are we fighting? You know, what is the issue here? And let's bring God into this. Because, and I like being a cop. You know, I enjoyed it certain times. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I always say now, that was a great chapter in my life, right? It was a great chapter. I learned a lot. Um, and I learned who I didn't want to be. But, uh, you know, like you said, you can take things that you like, and God can give you opportunities to share the gospel on those things. You just have to be willing to do it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's real easy to just jump, jump on a horse and ride and not speak a word to anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of relaxing. It is. I mean, oh, it absolutely yeah. is. I mean, like Autumn's horse that I get to ride, you know, I always tell her all the time, I'm like, I did a great job training that horse. <laughs> but no, she did a great job. She did a good job. I mean, an awesome job on that. And you can just sit on that horse and just relax and really don't say nothing. Yeah. I, I mean. I could spend all day roping. And yeah. feel more relaxed, mm-hmm. you know, and not talk to anyone. But but it was the times that I got to go to rodeos and stuff that I enjoyed the most because I got to share the gospel with people. You know, so God God took something that I liked and moved me to a place of, of uncomfort. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, my comfort zone right now is going to be the teaching Sunday school. Like, I love talking to people, you know? I mean, you, you guys know that. I mean, I talk yes, all the time. Yes, we do. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> you know, all the wives get mad at me and be like, oh, I was talking to Derek. Oh, okay. You know, but that's a comfort zone thing that I'm going to have to deal with. Yeah. And is that because you're going to be held more accountable? Yes. Because you're and teaching I, scripture? Well, yeah, and I want to be accurate. I want to be just like we heard earlier today, you know, when I was trying to reference... Moses, right? But I want to be accurate in what I teach. And I want it to be the truth. And that's what my comfort zone is going to be, is I, I want to make sure that what I'm teaching is going to be the truth. Right. So let me ask you, what are you going to do to make that comfortable? How are you going to get comfortable? Well, I'm going to really, really study. And I'm, I, and, and it's going to be notes next time, too. I'm going to have it written down. And, like, I'm going to write on your wall, Daniel. I'm sorry. That's fine. But I, I can look over there and be like, this is where it's at. <laughs> no, that, 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 Moses and Aaron. And Moses and Aaron. That, that'll be fine because when I sell the house, then Scripture's here for the next people. Yeah, see? All right. Awesome. <laughs> Sharing the gospel that way. Do you have spell check? No. <laughs> Not yeah. on the walls. <laughs> I'm going to ask Mike. He was a school teacher for many, many years. <laughs> no, he, he taught math and social studies not english <laughs> and, and randy said i couldn't check his spelling when he sent me the notes to have a look over his stuff told me ignore spelling and punctuation so i can't be the teacher right right exactly well, yeah. I, I knew the first thing he was gonna look at i was like this is just thoughts and notes don't don't do it don't do it yeah, yeah. In, in the time that i was an officer we got to speak our reports we didn't have to type that many only like during training and so that was awesome for me because I could speak what I want to say. But now if I write it down, I'm like, oh, that's not a good report. So, you know, that, that was a good benefit for us. I wish it was like that now. I just, you know, speak what I want to say and then just print it off. <laughs> you know, as, as I think about continuing to think about comfort zones, 
one thing I've always heard, um, especially students when I take them to uh, witness to other people door to door, take them on mission trips, the one thing they always come back and say is, well, that was easier than I thought, mm-hmm. right? Because to us, it's like we're moving into something really hard. That's what we're talking about when we get out of our comfort zone is to us, that's really hard to do. But they are always, man, that was way easier. Can we do that back home now? And I'm like, absolutely, you can. You know, I think we have to kind of put that in perspective and of why we're, why we're doing what we're doing for the Lord. Uh, talking about previous careers, used to sell insurance door to door, knocking on door and door trying to sell insurance, and people rejected me all the time. And for the longest time, I was trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And then I finally figured out that they really weren't rejecting me. They were rejecting what I was offering. So now that when I do door-to-door evangelism and I go and somebody rejects the good news that I'm presenting, all I can do is pray for them. It's still not comfortable, but it's still something that we're supposed to do. You know, the Scripture says, uh, go ye therefore. That go means as you're going. So we're supposed to do that all the time. So in, re- in reality, unless you just have that natural ability to, to present the gospel to everybody, we should be uncom- um, uncomfortable all the time because we should be sharing every opportunity. We should not be sensitive to listening to opportunities for the Spirit to lead us into that, op- that conversation. Mike, is there ever a point that it's okay to be stuck or in a comfort zone? I think that, and this kind of conversation we had uh, last night when we talked about, I think that when, for instance, the example I used, that that a pastor is in his church, he's been called there, knows where he's supposed to be there, still trying to be sensitive to God's calling, still trying to figure out ways to have the church grow, but he absolutely knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that he's where he's supposed to be. I think he's comfortable, and I think he should be comfortable. He shouldn't be seeking to get out of God's will by purposefully trying to get uncomfortable. Uh, we, we sometimes think of uncomfortable as, a, as a, a getting out of comfort zone as a negative thing. Sometimes being in a comfort zone could be positive because you might be in the will of the Lord, and you shouldn't be uh, trying to get out of that just because... Um, and that's why I use the, the term between comfort zone and complacency. When a pastor becomes complacent because he doesn't want to do anything, then he needs to get out of his comfort zone. But if the Lord's put him where he's at and they're comfortable, that's where he needs to stay. And that's a really good way to put it because it's you also kind of look at it in a good analogy you'd be like to working out, right? Yeah, you need to work hard. You need to hurt yourself in a way to get stronger. But you also have to rest. You can't work out every day. You can't work out all day. So you need to step out of your comfort zone. But then also, once you've moved a little bit, you can. it's okay to get comfortable where you are again. And then once you're fully comfortable, then you're ready to take that next step. Absolutely. So it doesn't have to be uncomfortable 24-7 all the time. Absolutely. That, that kind of moves me into my next thing I wanted to bring up. Hmm. Uh, Derek is all about the motivational speakers right at the moment. <laughs> yep. I, I got a few quotes that I, I grabbed because I was, well, I, I enjoyed as well. Yeah, you're motivated. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I just, I, I have a couple here that I, it really stuck out to me. And I, when you bring up the working out, I was like, this is a good intersection here. Is it, one, I really liked it says, start small, move big. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of like that. I mean, we don't, we always think that we have to just jump right into something and take, you know, bite off more than we need to chew. Let's 
work evenly and work forward and we'll see the progress move. Randy, can you put that into a spiritual context? Because the, the one I think of is um, a lot of times when we, when we talk about start small, move big, and, and you say that we always think we need to, to do the big things. A lot of times when, when preachers preach, they talk about the big things, right? We talk about Moses going back to the Egyptians. That's a big thing. Right, we talk about Peter stepping out of the boat. That's a big thing. So what do you mean by start small? How can you do that in the well, church? Well, let's put it down where I can understand it. Let's do that instead. <laughs> how about how about this door-to-door talking to people about the good news? We don't... I personally, I feel, if you guys want to tell me your thoughts and tell me I'm wrong, that's fine. I just, you don't necessarily have to knock on that door and start talking... Write it, write about the Bible and God. How about you start start small and ask them how their day was? How about you ask what their interests are? Mm-hmm. That's the big one. Let, let's let's make, let's make start a foundation. Yeah, yeah, start a foundation connection, and then work your way into a relationship of some sort, a friendship, or you know, hey, have you heard the news in this Bible right here? And I think that's probably what hits me the most right there is this. Let's just start out small. Let's talk about, you know, yeah, I like cars, yeah. Let, let's start, what's your favorite car, you know? Let's, I think we had that uh, conversation at a car show not too long ago. I'm, I'm not huge on walking up and just talking to somebody about different things, but I can, I can handle a conversation. So we, we started small talking about a guy's car, and then we worked in our car show we had at the church you know of course daniel he's a pro at everything he just walks up and tells people just come to our car show at our church you know and i'm just i, I don't <laughs> i don't know anything about cars yeah. i walked up i said i like your red truck we're having a car show here yeah. you go so, <laughs> so i mean yeah. if, if it would have been you know a rodeo oh yeah. i would have been all so, over it that's, but, that's what i'm saying though yeah. just start what you know and just kind of work into a relationship yeah about i it. just did that today at work too like there's a guy there that doesn't talk a lot, but what I we're sitting there at break, and I asked him. I said, "What do you like to do for fun?" And that conversation just took off. You know, a lot of people like to talk about what they like to do, what they're passionate right. about. Yep. How quickly can you move? Sorry, <laughs> from from that <laughs> small. <laughs> no. Not very fast. <laughs> you, you see me. <laughs> there we you. go. There, there it is. is. No, um, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> but funny. <laughs> when, when we talk about starting small with just that conversation, how quick can you move that conversation into the gospel? Well, sometimes it could be pretty quickly, but it depends on how sensitive the situation is. I think if, if it's you a got, stranger on the side of the road changing a flat tire. Where are they going to go? They're going to run off. But no, I'm just. I got the wrench to take your tire off. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Jesus first. That, yeah. <laughs> well, that happened to me, so I took my time putting the yeah. lug nuts back on right. <laughs> just hey, to share get, the gospel. I get where you're going with that. I, I mean, yes, but if you have a hard head, stubborn person that just wants not to talk about that, you need to pick up on that situation and extend 
the conversation a little further about their interest or whatever until I'm not going to say you wear them down, but just where you can ease into that conversation enough that he's going to respond, not just react. Yeah. And if we deal with somebody like that too, what are we supposed to do? We're just supposed to love on them. Right. Just love them. I think we can all think of that one friend that we've had for years that we know is lost. Right. And, and we have been, we, we've been kind of talking with them and, and living our life in a way, hopefully that, that shows Christ. Right. So, so it's one of those things we didn't just jump in and be like, we're friends. Here's Jesus. Right. 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 Um, like, because I, I think you have to have that compassion, but at the same time, you also have to have that sense of urgency to share the gospel with them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, Absolutely. So I think sometimes we have to, even, even if it is someone we've known for years, I think sometimes we still have to move in a sense that, that we get to the big stuff yep. quick. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I like that one. That fits you, Randy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. But start small, move big. Yeah. But also, <laughs> too, Mike brings up a good point about a lot of things sometimes. But one, leave an open question. I'll get back to you. That does open a door. Yeah. So not all of us have all the answers, but that's a good one. Mike has a lot of wisdom. Oh, yeah. Lots. Yeah. That's why he's here. I have no hair, but I have wisdom. That's what they always tell me. Uh, but I, I think that one of the things that we have to have to realize in Scripture, what Jesus did, is Jesus always saw the specific needs of the people, and some have physical needs, and so we oftentimes we want to jump right in to uh, uh, Scripture and forgetting about the physical needs of an individual. So. Um, when we're out knocking door to door, that's something different. But we're talking about our friends. We're talking about our coworkers. We need to get to know them, need to know what they're all about, what they're physical. That's uncomfortable because guys don't talk like that to other guys. That, that, that guy conversation is an uncomfortable conversation because it's one of those things you just don't talk to. Women can do it all day long. Guys don't do that. They don't feel comfortable. So that is a, a point where we have to get out of our comfort zone, engage in a conversation, get a little personal, find out what's going on with the person that you're working with, and then from that point in time, develop that relationship. There you can start sharing and pray that the Holy Spirit precedes you before you start because if the Holy Spirit's not involved, you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just one more quote, and then yeah, here we go. You're, we'll you're, move you're on. good. You're Motivation. Good. This, is, this is another one that stood out to me because this it kind of threw back to us being – men of being stubborn sometimes. This one says, step so far outside your comfort zone that you forget how to get back. And what I thought about that one was, you know, as a, as, as a guys, we conquer something. We look back at it and say, ah, that was easy now. We can do it again if we had to. Mm-hmm. So if we see somebody else, not all of us, but if we see somebody else struggling with that, we're like, hey, here's a helpful tool. We, we I, I went through that. Let's get on past it, you know. But I, I like that one because some of us, like Mike says, we try to fix everything and never look back at it. So being motivational motivational on this was just do it and go on. Right. 
Yeah, it shouldn't be Cause, that hard. Because well, I'm I, it, it, I get it would be hard. <laughs> yeah, but you know, men, are you going to be a sissy or you're going to go do it? Oh, I'm a man. Well, yeah. see, yeah. exactly. Well, but it, it, but yeah, you get my point. Oh, you know, you're going to do it or yeah, you're going to cower down from it. Right. So I, I like that one because I think the conversation, I think you were getting at now it's coming back, was I, I, don't, I don't personally see like huge challenges. I just either try to go do it or figure out how to do it. So either I conquer it or I don't. So I think the conversation he was trying to get out a while ago, I think that's trying to be in a comfort zone. I do like challenging myself. I I do like figuring things out. But I don't ever feel challenged enough that I'm stuck somewhere that I'm so far down in a rut, you know. I'm either going to ask help or I'm going to move mm-hmm. on. Yep. So I, I like that one. But. Well, and I think it, it helps a lot if you can find a group of, in our case, men who are going to be there to support you in that, which is, again, more difficult to find nowadays because you, you're right that the culture has changed in the sense that we're not supposed to talk about those things that are troubling us. We're supposed to give each other crap about things that we're failing at, and it's actually very motivating for me to have quickly found a group of guys who I know would actually push me, but also be there with me. They're not just, you're not just going to shove me from behind. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can go do this. We're like, no, we're right there with you. We're yep. going to help you along the way. We're all going to motivate each other to do stronger. You don't have to get out of your comfort zone by yourself. There is going to be somebody there with you. And, uh, and that's, I mean, and you always got God on your side. He's always with you there too. But as it says, as soon as two or more gather together, he'll be right there. And I think that really, really emboldens me. And I also see you guys in the little bit of time that I've known you um, just, you know, give each other that right little bit of push to say, hey, you got this. Like, I know you can do this. I see that. Yeah. And it's push and it's love. Right. And us men don't like that word. Like, I don't like the word love, you know, I just, but that's what we need to do. We need to love on each other. Yeah. And that's what God does to us. And I always say too, I, I, oh, sorry, sorry, Jeff. I just had this on my mind real quick. I I told Daniel this this, a couple of weeks ago. I said, iron sharpens iron. I was just about to read that for you. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what I told. And that's Pro, what I told Proverbs Daniel. twenty-seven, seventeen. Yep. Yep. Iron sharpens iron, so one like, sharpens another. Mm-hmm. Like Ray said, you know, it's kind of like a lot of people like to give you crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we got two professional crap givers here. Where I don't know where you're pointing to, Jeff. <laughs> Derek and Randy. Oh man! But you do it in a motivational way. Yeah. <laughs> so you're kind of the new school. New, new school. Hey, hey yeah. you, you're it's, welcome it's, for that. Yeah. It's, so it's, if you want to say love or crap, crap. See. Yeah. yeah it, right. it kind of blends together with you two. Right. Right. See. <laughs> I'm just showing you love, Jen. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> see how much you got done in the last few years that you known us. <laughs> right. <laughs> And we could see that. I mean, yeah. we, 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 we talk about, we say that society has changed and that men aren't supposed to talk, but I don't think that it's society has changed. I think society's always been that way. Mm-hmm. That's the way we were taught. You don't talk about your emotions, right? Mm-hmm. My grandpa, I think back, never once did I hear that man say, I love you, um, until I left for a summer-long mission trip. That was the only time I can remember in the 18 years that I had him on this earth 
of him saying, I love you. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's that it's changed. I think it's that that's the way we're raised. And for us to show any kind of emotion at all is uncomfortable. Well, yeah, and it's really bad in law enforcement. Oh, I can abso- tell you that. absolutely, absolutely. Because you don't want to show any emotion at all. No, you. I mean, you are stern, hard. Yeah, yeah, and you can see the worst crime scene you've ever seen. But you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yep. You know, and and yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't. I don't know about you, but I think back to the time that I worked on the ambulance and and in the fire service and some of the stuff that I saw doing that stuff, and I was just like, man. It keeps me up at night sometimes. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be honest with you, there's nights that I don't sleep because I think back of things that I've seen that I shouldn't have seen. You know, there's things that, that I've seen in my 32 years of life that most people will never see right. if they live to 100. And that's things that keep me up. Well, that's why I said last night in my testimony, all right? I've, I've witnessed, I've been involved, I've seen things that people shouldn't see, right? Right. And here just recently, I mean, which is great for law enforcement and fire and and all the first responders, is that they're incorporating that they're having debriefings after major crime scenes, right? And they have the chaplain there. Yeah. You know, they got counselors. They got people to talk to. And, and, and sometimes you need that. I mean, and we need to do that, you know. And that's a comfort zone thing, though, too. I mean, trying to get out of your comfort zone and be like, Man, Randy, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling good, or you no. know, the, the emotionally. I was, I was you know? about to say, even in our spiritual walk, we need a spiritual debriefing. Right. You know, we need to meet together, yeah. and I think that's kind of what this. For me, that's what it stemmed from, right? Was I needed people to talk to, mm-hmm. to kind of help push me along the way to help debrief some stressful situations in in my life and my past, and. um and so I think that's where, for me, that's where it stemmed from. And you got a lot of them. I mean, you're a youth oh, yeah. minister, you know? Yeah. So it's, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just going to add to that's that. That's why I'm getting gray hey. hairs at 32. <laughs> yeah. hey, I was just going to add to those two conversations there. That I think, I think as we get older, we kind of realize we need to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. As younger, younger men, we're thinking, like you said, we... We don't have emotions. We don't need that. Right. But I really think once you actually hear what you're trying to feel, I think it will bring a whole perspective out that you don't realize that you needed that. Talking with your friends, your family, your chaplain, whatever. So if any advice of that, I don't care how young you are, we've already been there, done that, let it go. Yeah. Later. I mean, even our wives, too, because yeah, right. every yeah. every night after shift, she'd ask me, how, how was your night? Right. Tell you, I was good. Yeah. That was it. That's yep. all I would respond to because I'm alive. I'm in the house. I'm good. Yeah. I can go to sleep. That's now. it. That's it. Yeah. You know, you talk about the emotion and that that whole idea that but last night when you were sharing your testimony and um, you had to pause to kind of gather yourself. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but your daughter was in tears. Mm-hmm. And that was that was healthy for not only you, but for her. Um, she was uncomfortable because of some of the things that she heard. Some of the things that Jed made in his testimony he kept saying, "Wait, the girls may have never seen that, or heard that." Um, made it uncomfortable not only for you up there, but also uncomfortable for them, and helped them to understand that it's okay to be uncomfortable, and you're going to learn and grow from that. And and so showing that emotion. And 
I, I am a I, I'm a I'm a crier. I I always have been. I just that's just and I think probably the nature of being around students for 28 years teaching in the classroom, um, you just see the compassion for the kids. So um, I am I'm encouraged when I see burly kind of guys that are willing to to bear their souls and and get out there and say I am human. And I'm not invincible. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important, and I think it's so healthy to people for people to see that. Exactly. Yeah, like I said, I think that was the first time my kids ever saw a tear in my eye. And you know, my daughter's what 16? You know, 16 years. But it's you like, are human. I am human. <laughs> you are. Dang it! <laughs> now they know. Now everybody knows. But you go back in history, as far as the Bible, or from day one, men are leaders. Men are taught to. We're, we're supposed to be brought up to know the answer to everything, to be the, the strong one to hold everything together. We're not. We've never been told to be emotional right we're vulnerable we're, we're not yeah. a shoulder to cry well, on we we're no. fixers we That's always thought we that are. was we were weak men right yeah. right if you show emotion then you're weak you're men weak. Yeah. Yep. that's not true no no, no, no absolutely not, not true at all no no if you look back at david i mean how often did david cry out to the lord and he lament the way he does because of what was going on in his life and i think that's something that has been taken from us in what is taught to us as men. If, if we, even in church, I don't think that's stressed enough towards the men in church. Right. Look at his lesson of how when things broke down for him, he literally wept. He tore his clothes and wept. And that's something that um, I think everyone would benefit if we actually knew how to do that. Right. We're supposed to do that, you know? And Jeremiah was the weeping prophet. So that's, you know, he, he weeped for the people. I was just about to mention, Ray, that even in church, we don't even, um, the men, if you, if you look at it, when, when we talk about fixing things, who do we go to? The men of the church. Mm-hmm. When we talk about loving and caring and showing emotions for people, who do we go to? The women mm-hmm. of the church, right? So we don't, even in the church, we don't, we don't let the men get out of that comfort zone and to show their emotions, un- unless it's Mike. Wow, well, me last night. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, yeah. Thanks. I mean, but that's well. That's the thing is, <laughs> yeah. we we <laughs> we have to take it for ourselves, right? Right. I, I think we are the ones that have to. Um, we are the ones that have to step out of. It's like we talked about the other night. Go into the altar to pray. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a huge comfort that's a zone huge, thing for me. Huge. And, huge, and I think that is for all of us. Um, because, for one, you're going in front of everyone up to the altar. Correct. And a lot of times, people in the church, when they see you go up front, they're like, oh, what's their problem? What's wrong? Mm-hmm. What's wrong yeah. with them? You know, right. and, and that, like, to me, that just, I don't know, that makes me cringe a little bit because, you know, that, that's a place for me to spend time with God. Even though I can spend time with God anywhere, mm-hmm. the altar is a place that I can lay down my burdens and and for me, a lot of times, if I do it in my house, I'm going to pick those burdens back up and carry it myself. If I take it to the altar, I lay it down and I leave it. Right, I leave it at Jesus's feet. I've so, got really complacent at when the invitation is playing. That's 
my prayer time. That's yeah. I go. My problems are if I've got problems or if it's just whatever's ahead of me. That's where I go to right there. And I just close my eyes. I don't sing. I'm. You hold on to the pew. I'm holding on to the pew. You're watching me. Praying in your seat. <laughs> and there's been times that I was like, I need to go, but I just don't yeah. go. Mm-hmm. I get it. And that's where I'm at. So I there's. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm exactly like that, Jed, right now. Like, you know, I had a conversation with another church member too about praying at the altar and on how important it is. And I said, that is one of my biggest comfort zone things. Like man, what are people gonna think? You know, that's that's the but biggest that's thing. the problem I've right. got. It's what? not. It's not really out of my comfort zone to go. I just don't. Mm. It's it's not out of my comfort zone per se. It's it's the thought of what's other people gonna think about me if I do. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but we shouldn't be like that. I know. We that's, the, that's the thing. Is we, we should not be like that. And and that's the thing is I can get up and preach and. I mean, I still worry about what people are going to say, but not as much as if I go to the altar to pray. So I want to pose a question before, if you guys are up for it, challenge type. Oh, yeah. Bring it. Let's roll. I don't want Mike answering all of them because he's the ways of all of this, but... I was going through. <laughs> well, that's why there's not a microphone over yeah. there. We have to give them ours. I, I was. <laughs> Mike doesn't I, get a mic. <laughs> when I was going through this, I, yes, I did take notes, and I was thinking to myself a lot. And do you guys have any examples since we're sitting here talking about us having comfort zones, as, like praying at the altar or something inside the church? Do you guys? know or want to share some people in the Bible that may had some comfort zone issues that you could stands out to you guys. Peter. I think Peter, um, he had comfort zone issues, but he also had times where he just stepped out foolishly, right? We can move at our, our comfort zone, but we've got to do it in a wise way. Um, and so, you know, you think about Peter, he could have stayed in the boat when, when I think about, that's the one thing that comes to mind is when Jesus is walking on the water and he says, Lord, if it's really you command me to get out of this boat, right? Like, and that's what we all say, God, if, if that's what you want me to do, command me to go. Yeah. Right. And so that's, that's the one I think of first off. All right, Mike, go ahead. Yeah, we know so you're, you, so we know so you right. got one. <laughs> Well, I also say Peter, but uh, I recall the situation where uh, the angel appeared to Peter and told him to go to see Cornelius. Um, And he told the angel, well, I can't go there. I've never done anything that's unclean. I've never done anything. I've never eaten those kinds of things. And even when he finally got to see Cornelius, he was still even hesitant to be able to do what he was supposed to do because he still hadn't got that comfort, even though he got clear guidance from from the Lord of what he was supposed to do. And sometimes we get clear guidance as to what we're supposed to do, and we we fight it back, and and, and we beat it down, and we try to go in a different direction. So uh, Peter uh, and Cornelius was my example. And, you know, I guess I'll take the easy one, and we already mentioned it, but Moses was a big one. I mean, his entire thing his entire ministry and in, in priesthood was out of his comfort zone. I mean, from day one, he was, 
I don't know how many times he said, no, no, God, you got the wrong guy. Mm -hmm. This is not me. I can't do this. I can't speak. I, you know, this is not the right person for this. So, you know, he was constantly bucking against what the Lord was asking him to do. But he listened to the Lord and he said, no, I, I'm right here with you. I got you. Don't worry about it. You know, with as he through him, everything is possible. So, and all those things Moses said, all those excuses we've never heard in modern day society, have we? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I think some of those excuses I use when God called me into the ministry. No, the excuses are, I'll pray about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, pray, I'll pray about it. There's another one I'm thinking of. Um, it's in Acts when uh, Paul and, is it John Mark on the missionary journey? Yeah, yeah, because because they kind of had that. A lot of times, when we get into a confrontation, that makes us uncomfortable, and so we we excuse that person or or we leave that situation to get back comfortable. And and so I would think that was kind of one of those situations, right? Paul and John Mark kind of got into a little bit of a debacle per se, and Paul was uncomfortable with that. Yeah, because John Mark didn't want to do what he was supposed to do, and he decided he wanted to go back because it became too uncomfortable for him. And so he decided he would go back to his little comfort zone yeah. and be content there, and that's what made Paul so upset. Yeah. And later on, he didn't want to have anything to do with him. But fortunately, because Paul is a loving soul and brought John Mark back into the fold, and uh, John Mark became uh, a disciple of Jesus and of Paul, uh, and we need to remember that when we fall, when we go back and hide in our comfort zone, somebody needs to be picking us up, encouraging us up, exhorting us and taking us to the next level, pushing us, like we mentioned earlier, uh, to get us out of that comfort zone and know that we're doing it with love. I'm going to start calling you Paul, Mike. <laughs> Mike is now Paul. <laughs> Jed, do you have any? I don't believe so. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Dirt? Ray stole mine. Ray? Oh, yeah. I would say that, too. I was like, that's not in Scripture. <laughs> well, fine, then. I, I have a couple I'll back you up on, okay? Now, I was really thinking, you know, do we always think about just the men of the Bible? And I'm sitting here thinking, what about Esther? Did she have to step out to go talk to the king to save her people? I mean, you I didn't get down and dirty with scripture. I'm sorry, but yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. But wasn't there consequences if pretty fatal consequences to her actions if she was death. Mm -hmm. So that I think you'd pretty well step out of your or your comfort zone or die. Pretty yeah. much. And then I got to thinking, what about Abraham? Yeah, he's got many of them. What about, you know, killing his you know, taking his son up to, yeah. uh, to slaughter for the, yeah, I, I, I couldn't do that one. But my, what got this me was, uh, on, I didn't write the scripture down. So I guess I basically, uh, God told him to move to another land and he listened. That, that's, uh, Genesis 12. Yes. One thank six. You. You're welcome. So uh, just sitting there thinking, can you just pick up and leave one day? I mean, no questions asked, just go. I did. I, I get that. I get that. But it, it was hard. Yes, but it's hard. But then if you listen to God, uh, he blessed him in many ways. Yeah. So, I mean, 
And then I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one out here. I've actually got. Uh, let me start with the first one. My wife brought up a good one. What do you think about all the disciples? All of them as a group. Come come follow Jesus. Just leave everything you got and come follow us. Yeah. Or come follow Jesus. Sorry, you all leave and come follow us. And I was sitting here thinking, what they? Yeah, they gave up quite a bit just mm-hmm. just on a oh, let's go. You know. So I, my last one, I, I sit here and thought about this one pretty hard. I was thinking, what about Jesus? As far as preaching and teaching came pretty natural to him, so I don't think it stepped out of comfort zone for him to go do that. What Was he like 12 and he was already teaching them? Yeah. Okay. But what about the point where, you know, he's praying in the garden, God take this cup from me. That's got to step out of your comfort zone right there to ask God. I know this has got to happen, but is there any other way? You know, <laughs> I mean, you got to think about it. He was publicly beaten and hung on a cross for our sins. If that's not the ultimate, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone right here for everybody. I, I mean, how, how do you not think about that? Not stepping out of comfort zone for Jesus. That's, Pretty tough to sit there and think, wow, could you could you just stop and go, nah, I think I'm pretty comfortable yeah, no, over here. No. You go do it. No, you. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I'm, yeah. I'm all right. So I, that one kind of hit me hard. I was like, man, we don't, we don't think about what Jesus had to go through. We think about all the other people that God, you know, Esther and Abraham. I'm not, I don't want to say characters in, in life, but I'm saying we, what God put people through. But we got to sit here and think, you know, Jesus was half human, half God. And we're sitting here thinking he had to step a lot out of his comfort yeah. zone for us. So, Well, fellas, I could talk about comfort zones for quite a while. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think we're going to leave it right there. One more point, and I'll let you have it. <laughs> oh, here we go, Randy. Oh, Randy shows up I, to the party yeah, now. I, I thought I thought this was kind of cool. I didn't think of it all myself, but I was thinking, don't limit yourself by staying in the comfort zone, especially if it if it's God trying to use you. You will never know the blessings God has in store for you if you don't take the risk. And that kind of hit me pretty hard. That's I, a good one. To I end think on that's right a good there. one to end that's on right a there. That's so, a good good job, Randy. I think here's here's what we'll do. Um, is we will end every podcast in a prayer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and before I close this out in prayer, I do want to say this, that um, if you're listening and you want to uh, ask questions or if you have points that could benefit us or even if you need to want to know more um, how to step out of your comfort zone, you can email me at dmeadows at Hiwasi. H-I-W-A-S-S-E dot com. Dmeadows at fbchawasi.com and I can bring that to the guys and we can answer it for you on a podcast or we can email you back um, and let you know. So let me close this out in prayer and then we'll be done. Father, we thank you for this time that we can gather together as men, God, to discuss uh, stepping out of comfort zones, God, and, and how to follow you in your will. God, we just ask that you help us. God, not that, that you meet us where we're at, but that we see where you're working and we step to you, God, and go to where you're working to serve you. Uh, God, just bless uh, bless this time and bless this podcast. 
uh, to reach those who need to hear it. Father, we love you. We thank you. In name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to Spiritual Debriefing, a podcast supported by First Baptist Church Hawassi. Please like and subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when we post new episodes, as well as check out our past episodes. We'll be posting new podcasts every other Thursday. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have questions you'd like us to answer, comments, or feedback on the podcast, please contact us through our social media or email us at dmeadows at fbchawasi.com. Thank you, and we hope God blesses your day.